This is BJ Rains with Bronco Nation News, and this is episode 77 of the Talking Grammar Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Jeff Grammer with the Albuquerque Journal. And as you just heard right there, this is episode 77 of the Talking Grammar Podcast. Uh, much appreciated for you watching, listening, however you're uh, consuming this podcast. I'm glad you're here. And uh, much appreciation, too, for BJ Rains, the, the publisher and founder of the uh, Bronco Nation News, who joins me in this episode in a few minutes. Um, he and I will be talking not only about Wednesday night's big UNM Lobo Boise State matchup in the pit, which is uh, a big one for the Mountain West Conference, obviously for both teams, but for the conference as well. And we also have a, a long discussion about the reporters around this league and and just sort of what our roles are. Um, our interaction on social media certainly um, is is very good. Both of us agree it, it is beneficial, but it uh, it also attracts a lot of. Um, interesting interactions from fans and certainly criticisms from fans from certain uh, fan bases. BJ has, has been the target of a lot of uh, criticism for his recent um, power rankings that Lobo fans and Utah State Aggie fans in particular didn't like. And uh, we talk a little bit about that, our roles as journalists, our roles in covering these teams and, and just kind of the league in general. Um, BJ's a good guy. Uh, he's a pro. He, he's in a different role than I am. I still work at a newspaper more far more traditional role as covering the the lobos as he is in um he worked for nine years at a newspaper and then went out on his own and, and created his own business um covering college athletics which is tough uh it's a it's a tough kind of um space to carve out your own niche and, and he's been doing it and and he's a guy i've leaned on quite a bit in what i do to try and get better at what i'm doing so uh, I think our conversation is, is one that most people find find interesting just in terms of what our roles are and what we see our roles are or see our roles as rather. Um, but also the, the basketball talk, you know, this is about basketball and it is college basketball season and a very interesting college basketball season for the Mountain West Conference in particular. Before I get to that, I did want to share uh, one former Lobo basketball player had a story that I, I did a really short um uh, a, a talking grammar quick hit is what I called it video just last Friday night. Uh, last week, Emmanuel Quach uh, had a had a a stat line that, just, like I say in the video, I'm going to share here. Um, just put a smile on my face. Um, without further ado, I just want to share that video with you here right now. He has played since then. I uh, did not have a, a great stat line, but I uh, want to share that video with you about four year UNM Lobo former UNM Lobo Emmanuel Quach. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Jeff Grammer with the Albuquerque Journal. And I came across a box score the other night to put a smile on my face. Emmanuel Quach, former Lobo basketball player that I covered for four years while he was in Albuquerque, had an injury-plagued uh, college career at UNM, broke his leg two years ago against Utah State, season-ending injury, rehabs all offseason, misses the first month or so of the season last year, plays a minute and 49 seconds, and then tears his patellar tendon in pregame warm-ups against Fresno State, another season-ending injury. Earns his college degree, transfers to Detroit Mercy, misses the first dozen or so games because of injury again. In 140 college games that he's been a part of, he's at 87, did not plays. He only scored double figures once in his career before Thursday night. It was 11 points, one time. Thursday night, he goes off for 27 points for Detroit in a game against Milwaukee. Hits seven three-pointers, grabs eight rebounds. E-man, congratulations. Good luck on the rest of your season. 
All right, so there you go. There was my uh, just kind of quick hit. I wanted to share that story about Emmanuel Quach because he has had a long, long college basketball career that, that certainly didn't turn out on the court the way he had hoped because of all those injuries. So I uh, wanted to share that with you. Um, not really anything else to talk about other than all the coverage in the Albuquerque Journal is in both print and online has been really Lobo heavy lately. Um, you probably have been following most of it. Their five game win streak right now, all five games by double digits. That's why they've jumped up in not only the AP poll, they're up at 19 this week. Uh, but the, the net rankings, they're up to 15 as of Monday when I'm recording this, uh, they're up at the top 20 in Ken Palm. They are the number one rated team in the Mountain West and all the computer metrics at this point, or most of the computer metrics at this point. And they're they're having not just a good season, but this specific five-game run that they're on is, is pretty dominant. Um, it won't last. They're not going to win the rest of their games. Uh, but right now, they are as good a team as there is in the Mountain West. And I hope Lobo fans are enjoying that. Wednesday night should be a tough one, though. Boise State comes to town, and they are 3-0 on the road in the Mountain West so far. So... Hope you enjoyed this conversation with BJ Rains, the founder and publisher of Bronco Nation News. BJ Rains, thank you for uh, for joining me on on the Talking Grammar podcast. I've been on your show a little bit. Um, you are a guy that I have actually leaned on a little bit as as we're trying to do some of this new stuff. You're in a in a whole new world of of journalism. Um, you're in a, you're in a unique situation. I'm, I'm sort of in the old guard trying to transition and, uh, it, it's just sort of two unique kind of worlds that, that, that we're in. I'm in, I'm in sort of a dying one. You're in a fledgling trying to start up and survive in this journalism world kind of, um, space. I want to start by asking you to tell people what you're doing and, and why it's, as I just set up, sort of unique to the old traditional newspaper or tv guy kind of gig yeah i mean uh first of all i know you said dying breed of newspapers i hate to see that and uh certainly i'm pulling for for all the newspapers to to make it as long as possible but you know uh i were i was at the idaho press newspaper myself for for nine years and uh covering football basketball you know boise state mountain west for nine years and just kind of saw the direction unfortunately that some of the things in this industry are are headed jeff and whether it be uh, it was tougher to fight for travel for road games and tougher to get uh, certain things and, and just seeing that the the deadlines and they weren't going to hold you know hold the the paper for the game anymore and just just seeing how hard it was to uh, cover the team and the way that I thought it needed to be covered and and uh, just dealing with dwindling resources at newspapers and you know love my time at the Idaho Press they were great to work with they were awesome but every time you'd you know, refresh Twitter and see somebody, some other paper laying people off and things happening. And I just, um, you know, started to wonder how I could, uh, monetize it, you know, best monetize that and myself and the brand that I had kind of built, uh, here in Boise. And so I decided to, uh, go out on my own and there was a, a fan blog called Bronco nation news. And I actually purchased the, the channels, uh, in the name, uh, from, you know, a guy that had started it back when Kellen Moore was, uh, you know, getting going with Boise State. And so I had a following on Facebook, following on Twitter and Instagram that I was able to start with, made it a little easier to monetize that and go to advertisers and stuff and say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm starting this and I already have 100,000 following on social media. Not, you know, I just started a Facebook page and I have five, you know, so it was a little easier to market it that way. But I, I rebranded it, new logo, new website. 
knew everything. And uh, it, you know, much probably to the disagreement of New Mexico Lobo fans and Utah State fans, it is a, I, I try to treat it as a, a neutral uh, media site. I get credentialed just like the rest of the media. I uh, cover the, the games, practices, travel on the road, uh, and uh, try to cover it uh, as neutrally as I can. It is not some fan blog post site. Maybe a couple tweets here and there may, may make thing, folks think otherwise. But uh, we, we do the best we can to try to cover this objectively, uh, for Boise State, Mountain West related. And, and it's been a lot of fun. Been doing it for about two years now. But we do articles and stuff on the site. But the big thing is the, the daily morning shows. So we're live every morning, you know, at 9 a.m. talking Boise State and Mountain West. And then I got different co-hosts that host radio shows in the afternoon and host, uh, you know, TV you know, TV sports director at the local NBC affiliate does, you know, two days a week with me. So I try to bring in other voices, other guys, and I pay them for that and pay them for their time. And and then I do uh, pre- and post-game shows as well. So I traveled every uh, – I've only missed one basketball game this year. That was a St. Mary's game. Uh, Boise State football was in the Mountain West Championship the, the next day, and I couldn't be in two places at once. But went to Clemson, went to Orlando for their tournament, and so I've uh, been to all the conference games, obviously. And we do pre-game shows, post-game shows, and we'll get Leon Rice and players on on the post-game show. We get the radio uh, color guy, Abe Jackson, a former player, comes on on the pre-game show. And so just trying to, you know, with the new – smart TVs and putting stuff on YouTube and Facebook and, and uh, Twitter and being able to kind of do these kind of live shows. Um, it, it's been a lot of fun to interact with fans and take comments on the screen during the pre or post game show. And, and uh, it's been a lot of fun, but as I said, we still have a website where we have columns and articles and, and things like that. And, and mixing the two is, been fun. I still think I'm kind of just scratching the surface uh, of what Bronco Nation news and what this kind of platform can become, but uh, it's been a lot of fun and I look forward to continuing to build it and expanding it here uh, here in the future. I do think one of the big, um, in my mind, through the years, one of the big, I don't want to say misconceptions, but one of the big things that kind of our readers, right? Our customers, um, however you want to refer to them, but the following that we have as beat writers or people that are covering a, an athletic department or or a team specifically. Um, if if my job at the Albuquerque Journal is to give readers and subscribers of the Albuquerque Journal as much Lobo basketball content as I can give them, I think people misconstrue that, especially on social media, as me being a Lobo fan. When I list seven times a week, I, I find some new list that shows where the Lobos rank in this or where the Lobos rank in that. And I say, sure. Hey, look, the Lobos did this. They're five games in a row where they've done this or that. Yeah. I, I think it comes across to a lot of people who interact with far more non-journalists. You know, they interact with their friends and, and their, their family and their coworkers and whatever, who probably are maybe a little more um, fan oriented than us. But I, I do think what we do comes across to the average person. We have to realize that sometimes um, that uh, they think we're fans because we're giving them so much Lobo content or in your case, so much Boise state content that doesn't make you a fan. It makes you doing your job because you're trying, your job is to give as much Boise state or Lobo content as we can. And um, I, I say all that we, we both, well, let me say one other thing before I ask you, what I really want to ask you about the, the fan interaction on social media. Um, I've covered a Lobo basketball team that was right here when I started covering them a decade or so ago, and they just took a dip for about a decade, right? They're just now getting back into it. So I didn't cover a team that was in NCAA tournament 
conversations for a good eight years or so of the past decade. They kind of got back into that conversation last year. So when I'm doing those lists or I'm saying this about the Lobos or that about the Lobos, it doesn't ever come across as, oh, well, he's he's making a case for the Lobos should be in the tournament or this or that. I think in your case, Boise State's been good. I, I think Mark Ziegler gets gets accused sometimes of maybe being a homer. Um, but San Diego State's good every year. So when he covers a good team and yeah. you're covering a good Boise State basketball team, you're covering them in the context of they're in this conversation. So when you constantly cover them in the context of NCAA tournament conversation, sure. I think people construe that as you're making a case for that when it's yeah, just the reality I, of, their, of, of what they're doing. Yeah, and I would say in general, like, I get it. Like, my website is called Bronco Nation News. Like, sure. I get it. I can see why. And I don't, to be honest with you, I don't even love the name. I didn't love the name when I started. I thought it looked, it sounded a little too homerish. But honestly, like I said, I bought it from a guy that already had it. And when I thought thought about it, I said it's already got a little bit of brand awareness out there in Boise. I'll just keep the name the same, and uh, it is what it is. But I, I understand that part of it. Um, and yeah, and I'm not, you know, also like my paying subscribers are Boise State fans. So right. uh, they're going to want to know more information and more lists about Boise State fans. When I and you know list the quad one victories and Boise State's at the top with four, uh, that's a fact. They had the most quad one victories in the league. But, you know, yeah. yet Utah State fans, New Mexico fans uh, want to find ways to, well, what about the quad three and four losses? And what about this and that? And they, I, I get it. Uh, it is what it is. And um, I – would respectfully uh i guess fight back a little bit um on the on the homerism uh you know question right. things that come up and everyone says oh you you, you need to be a non-homer like jeff grammer and chris murray and i'm like well first of all like i jeff grammer like is way better than me chris murray like all these guys like have you been covering the league for longer than i have like i don't i don't I, there was never i never said i was the self-proclaimed best beat writer in the mountain west or whatever gets uh, thrown out there and so i i uh i i don't I don't try to like compete with you, Jeff. Like we're all different. We cover our own teams. Like if somebody says, Oh, he's a, th that's the better beat rider or whatever, like good. Like that's great. I, I could care less about any of that. <laughs> I, I, uh, I just think like the, and I, like you said, you know, you're doing some of the video stuff I'm doing. There's I, a lot of the stuff you do with the empty in the notebook and a lot of the coverage and things that you and, and, uh, you know, Mark do. And, and I love how Chris Murray does a lot of the lists and things like I, I, I try to steal some of that stuff too. So we all, I think, look at each other and, and do stuff. Um, I think sometimes, uh, opinions on Twitter get, uh, you know, taken the wrong way or blown out of proportion. Um, I think that, I, I don't know if it's just this year, how competitive the mountain West is every team f fans think they're the best team in the league. And so when you say something that you, when your power rankings has a, a, a one team higher than another, all of a sudden you're a huge blatant Homer and, uh, you know, when I made the list last week, I'll just say it like I stand by what I said. If you would have the, the Boise State at the time, I put them number one in the power rankings, and a lot of other teams fans had had you know had some fun with that. And but first of all, that I'm glad I, you know at the time Boise State was the only undefeated road team in the league at three and zero. They were you know tied for first place in the loss column. Uh, they were the only team out of the top six that had a road victory at one of the other top six teams, and they were also undefeated against the top six. And then, oh, by the way, you look at the metrics, they had the most quad one wins in the yeah. league. Uh, some of the Ken Palm net rankings didn't have them first, and I get it. But I, I, I guess what I'm saying is I totally see where they're coming from, but I thought it was uh, – I thought I could easily 
make a case of why I had Boise State first. I, I was not some just, oh, I covered Boise State. I'm a, uh, you know, I'm gonna do this and put Boise State first and say, ha ha ha. Now, do I? Uh, I do get a little bit of kick out of it, Jeff. Like, I'm, I'm not to say I'm a troll, a complete troll, but like in my rankings the other day, I almost put Boise State higher than them just to see how, just to just just <laughs> to sit back and grab some popcorn and see what people would say. And I said, you know what? It's not worth it. I Utah State uh, has it was higher. New Mexico was higher. I, I, you know, the data changes. That's the thing. Everyone's like, oh, this just proves you're wrong. Like, no, I, I feel pretty good. I, I still stand by when I made the rankings, when I did, I could easily defend it. Nothing against New Mexico, nothing against Utah State, but I wanted to see a little more away from home from both of those teams. They yeah. both had a lot of very nice home victories. The metrics were very nice, and I just wanted to see a little more. And then I watched every second of their game against San Jose State, and I was super impressed. And I said, okay, uh, you're doing this on the road where I saw Boise State almost lose. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to move you up. Utah State, I watched them come into Boise. I watched them in person, saw the game. You know, the, the data changes. The games change. I, I still stand by the list and the ranking a week ago. Um, should should New Mexico and Utah State maybe have been a little bit higher? Probably so. And and I corrected that in the next ranking after I saw them. So I, I, uh, I, I you know, I don't say take offense to it, but I do uh, fight, would fight back a little bit in terms of that this blatant homerism that some of the folks are on there. And I do uh, – some of the fans that just, you know, I, I'm, I went to Kansas. I consider myself a Kansas alumni, and, and I watch the Kansas games, but never in a million years would I go search out the Iowa State beat writer or the Kansas State beat writer <laughs> to, like, uh, you know, to bring up things and, you know, to contradict their tweets and all this kind of stuff. So I don't know what it is about this league, and I guess it's just because the league is so great and there is so much, um, well, which of the four are going to get in this year, and who is it going to be, and which team's better than which? And I don't, you know, I, I guess fans just really want to defend their team this year, and, and that's fine. But um, I love going to the pit. It's maybe my favorite road venue to go to. I love uh, Richard Patino. He's one of them, maybe my favorite coach in the Mountain West to talk to, and I'm not just saying that, um, you know, because I'm on with you. I've put that out on social media. I like talking to – uh, Nico Medved, I like, you know, cover going to Fort Collins and covering Colorado state games. And I love the students in Logan. I think that's one of the best atmospheres in the conference when their student section is full and rocking. So, uh, I don't think any of it has to do with, um, you know, me being a homer towards Boise state. I, I, I understand why fans think that, and you know, it's fine. It is what it is. Most of it gives me a chuckle. I don't know about you, Jeff, but it takes a lot for me to block somebody because I don't like giving them the satisfaction that they won by blocking. So a lot of times I just let it go. Um, and I know I'm rambling here, but I'll, I guess I'll just say like uh, I in my I don't know if heart's the right word, but my conscious, I know like maybe is are there a couple tweets or stats or facts that are slanted a little bit towards Boise State? Well, sure, I'm I'm reaching out to Boise State fans, but uh to be just some blatant most homerism reporter in the mountain west whatever i just i just kind of chuckle it is what it is i don't think that's the case i mean ask leon rice he's gotten mad at me plenty of times for questions right. and things ask uh max rice i was tweeting this morning about how his shooting has been not very good this year like so it is what it is i mostly enjoy it uh there's a couple guys new mexico and utah state that just the, the same two or three guys love continuing to poke at you and prod at you and after a while i mean i got a wife and kids and a family and it does kind of bug you a little bit but sure. it is what it is it's part of the job and i you know if new mexico fans feel that way it is what it is well it, you you mentioned not blocking and i don't block people either and and that's one thing i'll, I'll give you know our our dear mark ziegler um some credit for and some you know i disagree with because i agree with you that i don't like blocking people 
Um, the, the interaction on social media is more beneficial to me, I think, yeah. um, than, than not. So I, I'd rather keep all the interaction out there as I can. Yeah. Um, but man, there are times that it, it would be better if we just kind of took the, uh, the, uh, that route and maybe blocked more people. Cause we don't have to put up with that sometimes. Um, that said, we do. I, I think you and I both, and 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 I think some others around the league are pretty good at it too. Everybody loves you. You don't get any. You don't get any hate, Jeff. Oh Come on. man, you should see some of the the coverage of the uh, the NMSU UNM stuff over the past year and a half. But anyway, uh, we will. I'll I'll move on to this. You kind of touched on it a little bit, but I want to ask you: Why do you hate the UNM Lobos and all of their fans? <laughs> I know you just touched on it, but I you know I'm just going to point blank ask you. Why do you hate the Lobos, BJ Reigns? I don't. I don't. <laughs> I like I like Richard Patino. I like going to the pit. It's my favorite place. Well, I was to gonna go say to. your pregame, your, your pregame, your preseason um media day interview with with, with Richard with, with Patino was awesome, man. And, and the baseball topic that I'm sure will be coming up in the next couple days. Um I thought his answer was funny. That that's why Patino's Funny, but also the fact that, like, Leon, after all the baseball stuff, still yeah. was more than happy to talk with me when he saw me there. And I'm sure he didn't like my coverage of it. And I'm sure UNM and the baseball coach here, who I don't know, I haven't talked to him about it, but didn't like your coverage of it. But the thing about both of our stories with that whole baseball situation last year was you wrote – when you talk to Leon Rice, he says something about the baseball team did did something, right? You report on it, but you reached out to UNM the second it happened and gave them an opportunity to give their side, right? About I did. and I actually saw of, the, actually saw the text message again today because I was reaching out to their SID about uh coming to town this week and stuff. And yeah. uh, I actually see that I did try before I wrote it and they didn't they didn't want to say anything. So you go with what you have. And and a month later, I write a story that is basically just UNM side. So there's Lobo fans that see all that and they're like, look, BJ just gave Leon side. Well, no, Leon, I mean, BJ tried to get more than just Leon side and couldn't. Yeah. And then a month later, I get a report that's all written by UNM employees and the officers that were there in the in the hallway. There was no um, Boise State side, but you know, I reached out to Jeremiah and I reached out to um, everybody at Boise State for comment. And 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 it didn't, you know, they wanted it at that point to to, to die down and go away. So. My story then's like a one-sided Lobo story with reaching out to Boise State. So everyone's like, oh, Jeff's side of the story is one-sided. We yeah. both did what we're supposed to do in that situation. That's kind of a journey. Yeah, as you said, a journalism thing. What can you do? Like, you, you, you take the one side for what it's worth. You don't just not report. I mean, Leon, right. you know, just went off. And I saw with my own eyes, you know, the, the two the two coaches talking to the ref. I saw all that stuff happening. So oh, yeah. I knew something had happened. And he went on his own. And, uh, you know, on the New Mexico side, they claim it didn't happen. He embellished it, whatever, because in part, and again, this isn't on you, but the UNM report only quotes and talks to UNM Absolutely. people. So, you know, I, I knew know for a fact that Leon Rice and some of the people at Boise State were a little uh, perturbed or upset or curious, I guess, as to why not a single person from Boise State was talked to as part of the report. Um, now, does that change things or whatever? Who knows? Um, but yeah, I just, Leon started talking. I posted the video, asked UNM. They didn't want to talk about it. So I said what I wrote what Leon said. Is that me fabricating a story or making it up when you're directly quoting the the source and the coach? I, I don't I don't think that's the case. And if that's the angst, I guess, that some New Mexico fans have me have with me, that that that's perfectly fine. But I I like I said, I, I love coming down there. I love some of the restaurants there. And I'm not just saying this so they they're like nice to me when I come to town. I uh I like I said, I 
it, it all basically stemmed from one power rankings where I just thought yeah. a lot of the big wins were at home. And I'm a big metrics guy too, Jeff. Like I know like strength of schedule matters to me and stuff like that. And they were in the two hundreds, I think, and non-conference strength of schedule or, yeah. or at least weren't great. And so my whole thing was, I just want to see a little more away from home. Um, and I saw that against New Mexico. And then I watched the Nevada game last night and or Sunday night. And, and I, I was unbelievably impressed with what they've done. So, uh, the data can change and the opinions can change. And it's not, I just, uh, I, I, those were, those were, as I saw it a week ago. And like I said, I still think I can very easily defend that all 11 of my list. It was not some troll job or I'm a big Boise state home or whatever. Some, you know, again, I have no problem with New Mexico fans. I find it kind of funny actually that so many of them take time out of their day to like search my Twitter feed and try to like, you know, tweet at me and stuff like that. I I guess that's a badge of honor. I don't know. Um, It happens in this league. It has to happen in this league more than anywhere else. Cause like I said, I could, I would never imagine reaching out to the, you know, Texas tech beat writer. Cause I didn't like his cut, what he said about Texas tech versus Kansas. And maybe that's just, because of the profession I'm in, but it, it is what it is. It, like I said, there's only one or two guys that really bothered me for the most part. I laugh it off and it's kind of funny, but I do want to set the record straight. And again, I'm not just saying this. I uh, have no issue with New Mexico. Jamal Mashburn Jr. was one of my favorite interviews at Media Days. I love talking to him and that was uh, an awesome interview and I'm probably going to replay part of it on the pregame show. And um, I fully expect New Mexico to go down there and pro- or, uh, Boise State to go down there and probably uh, – have a tough time against New Mexico. I, I'm, uh, you know, thinking that's a game New Mexico probably can can win rather easily and 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 probably play well in and and win. But just because of that atmosphere, and I love the pit, man. I think Boise State fans could take such a lesson from how the pit is, and I've told numerous people this. It's not just when there's a big defensive possession; they're making noise in the pit on literally every defensive possession and I think that if you're a Boise State marketing person or you're a Boise State fan like I've said this on shows and publicly like it's one thing to get you know loud in the Colorado State game when there's two minutes left and it's tied but it's different when it's 14 minutes left in the first half a random possession and you're at the pit and that place is going crazy when Boise State's got the ball the atmosphere at the pit last year Jeff I forget all the surroundings of the game and all that I know it was a close game obviously had the baseball thing but that was and I said it at the time and I'll still say it was in my 11 years of covering the Mountain West. And before that, again, I went to Kansas, and I've been to Allen Fieldhouse, and I've been to Austin, Texas, and K-State, and all the Big 12 venues as well from my time as a student reporter there. That was, if not number one, it was number two or three all-time loudest venues at the pit, and I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome and great, and I, like I said, I have – other than the fact that you got to change planes, you can't go directly from Boise to Albuquerque. I have zero issues with going to Albuquerque. I enjoy it. I've been there a couple of times for football during the balloon festival and have been able to go and, and see that and stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to go down there and, and see the atmosphere again. I've been trying to convince some of the other media members that, you know, have never been down there and some of the boosters that have talked about going, like, you got to get to the pit. It is At a awesome. minimum, it's a bucket list sort of thing, right? Yes, it's so, awesome. So, yeah. so. Uh, I guess in closing on this part of it, just, it, 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 you know, I don't purposely put out tweets or whatever to rip on New Mexico. I don't dislike <laughs> New Mexico. I guess I can apologize to New Mexico fans that think differently. I, I do think Twitter, Jeff, 
it is easy to kind of get the wrong opinion of somebody. I'm just going to be honest about that. Like I, I, I have plenty of people that I, you know, you see them on Twitter or whatever, and then you meet them and you're like, Oh, that guy's actually a pretty cool guy. And yeah. I'm not saying I'm a pretty cool guy, but I will say, I think that a couple tweets come off in the heat of the moment, whatever, and Utah state fans, New Mexico fans, even some, some Colorado state fans got on me a year or two ago when I, made I, I didn't really understand why they stormed the court when they beat Boise State to finish in second place in the conference. Um and they they still bring that up to me. Um it is what it is. I get it. It's fine. But like I said, I have nothing against any fan base in this league. I think it's a awesome league, great road venues. And if it comes off wrong, I apologize. But I I uh I do have to tend, you know, if it's if something can be slided 51 49 I'm going to tend the 51 side towards my audience and my readers and my subscribers. So, and again, I, I, you know, I get it. I try to be as neutral as I can, but my site is called Bronco nation news. So (laughs) it's not, you know, probably is a little different than it was back when I was at the newspaper or whatever. I'm just, you know, it is a little different business model. Um, But I try to be as objective as I can. And sometimes that may not come across to other fans from around the league. But um, I, I, I think if they were to, Give me. I, I think they're a little mis uh, misguided or don't don't totally under understand me. Uh, but it is what it is. I, I I get it. But I I enjoy the rivalries. I enjoy the games and enjoy the back and forth. And as long as it's all clean, good fun, and you're not you know getting the rock part or yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I have no problem with that. You know, as long as it's just old. But some of these guys that literally bookmark this stuff and just wait till the second the game's over to come back at you and just attack you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is. But I you don't I come enjoy- back when you're right. I enjoy the, uh, you know, they never and I come to... back and like remind you when you were right about something. <laughs> no, they don't do that. Um, but I, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I had some, I had some, uh, post bookmarked for the Utah state game that I was ready to use and didn't get a chance to do that. And, um, there may be a cut three or four if Boise stayed on the 1% chance were to win on Wednesday that I would have some fun with, but I just, it's fun. I wish there was a sarcastic thing on Twitter. Like, like I said, I literally almost just hundred percent for fun and to see how, you know, poke the bear a little more, almost kept Boise state ahead of, uh, both teams in my new power rankings, just to see what the reaction would be. And I, 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 I said you know what like they don't understand me they don't know i'm kidding around here i'm not gonna it's not worth it but um i wish there was a red you know a red button that you're whatever like a different font or something that you could have because anyone that truly knows me i do you know probably hurt myself that i i'm on social media a lot i probably could take a step back and maybe not uh always respond to people and always kind of put things out there but i do think that uh for the most part i i think i'm misunderstood a little bit by the opposing team's fan bases and you know it's fine. I enjoy it. I, enjoy I think most people get it. I think most keep people it clean. Get what you keep it clean and have fun with it. And I got no problem with it at all. All right, let's wrap up with this. Let's. Uh, we haven't even talked about the game yet. Come on, no. Let's bullet point. Let's bullet point the game. If if the Broncos, if Boise State comes into the pit on Wednesday night and wins, it's because of of what? I would say really bad shooting performances from. Mashburn and House and Dent, um, they just all happen to have off nights on the same night. Um, I would say it would be Boise State not getting in foul trouble. Um, you know, they don't have a very deep bench, and with the pressure that New Mexico plays at and the crowd and the pit, it's just you know, you see some teams get some fouls there, and, and it is what it is. And, and, uh, which by the way, me before the game listing who the refs are does not mean that or, or where they're all located from. Uh, also turned into something about Utah State that I was complaining about the refs before the game even happened. But um, I list the referees too. Yeah. yeah. All three of them happen to be from Utah. I just found that to be an interesting note. You, you, Utah State's coming to Boise 
and I just said random fact, and this was an hour before the game when they give you the sheet of who the refs are. I just said all three are from Boise or from uh, from Utah. Uh, Utah, and it is what it is. They were terrible for both teams. I, I said Danny Sprinkle didn't deserve that technical. I thought it was terrible, but somehow because of the pregame tweet saying that there, it was a C officiating crew who all happened to be from Utah, that, that came across again. And I guess I can see how it would, but those are the kind of things that they're just looking for stuff to to keep sure. to keep prodding and whatever. But I would say fall trouble could be an issue for Boise State. They don't have a ton of depth. Um, but I think they need to make some shots. Like Max Rice has really, really, really been struggling. I you could say Max Rice may need to have 20 points or something for them to have a chance. He's just been missing a lot of these short shots and floaters. And um, I still would think that opposing coaches like are worried when he shoots a three. Um, but it just but but and, and maybe he's due for one of these, you know, five for seven games. But he just for whatever reason this year, the shots that went in last year just aren't falling in. He's been in an extended shooting slump for a long time. Um, and they don't have a ton behind him that deserve to play over him. So he's still out there and the shots are, and he's still shooting and they're waiting for him to go in. And for this year, they just really haven't. And so I would say if Boise state's going to win, Max Rice has to have a strong game. You have to keep Degenhart and, uh, Abo out of foul trouble. And both of them have to have good games and they're going to have to hit some threes. I mean, they're going to have to probably make 10 plus threes and they're going to have to, like I said, play unbelievably good defense hope for some off shooting nights from some of New Mexico's better players. And I would say rebounding and some of their games where they've lost, they've gotten just beat up really badly on the boards. Um, they, they have to either win the glass or be close to even on the glass to have any, any real chance. If they go get out rebounded by 15, they're not winning this game. I think too, um, between the way Omar has been playing Omar at his best this year has been one of the bigger surprises to me. Omar Stanley, that is, um, and I think between him and Tyson, I, I want to see UNM's two big men are, are good defenders, uh, Nelly Jr. Joseph and JT Top and the freshman. I, I do want to see JT maybe get matched up with either one of those guys, but Tyson in particular, and see how how good he is against an elite big. Because when Jaden Ledee came in here, it was mostly Nelly Jr. Joseph, who's a fourth-year guy a, and a big, bulky guy. Yeah. Um, defending him. I, I want to see the freshman JT Topping get challenged a little bit with like a Degenhart and uh, see how he handles that. And stay. And I think, uh, by the way, sorry to cut you off, but I, I think Tyson Degenhart's career high, uh, I'm trying to look it up real quick, but I believe his career high uh, came uh, at the pit that game that went to overtime, I believe he like two years ago, he just absolutely uh, took over. I want to say that was his freshman year, maybe, or maybe it was, la I'm trying to remember if it ended up being last year. Cause that game was crazy last year, but he had, I, I believe his career high is still at the pit. I don't know if you have it. 20, up now. Yeah, yeah. 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 Here it is. Um, yeah. It was last year, 28 points. Um, he was 12, yeah, 12 of 20 shooting. He only had four rebounds. So really bad. That game. was last year though. <laughs> But yeah, that was last year in the okay. overtime loss. That's his and, career. And, and, that's and, his uh, career high, twenty eight points, and he kind of in the second half just took over there. And Boise State, if I remember right, like really had no business winning that game and had a chance there towards the end. And he hit a huge shot, and then they did a inbounds play with two seconds left where yeah. he, he hit the three pointer to tie the game. Um, and so maybe there's maybe he has another huge twenty eight point game. Um, but uh, I would say, I and mean, this is kind of cliche, but on the road you got to rebound and they can't turn the ball over, and they're really going to try to 
um, as we talk into Leon Rice today, limit the explosive plays that really gets the crowd going for New Mexico and some of just the back-breaking threes. And, um, you know, it's going to be a, a big challenge for them. I don't think anybody that watched Boise State on Saturday and then watched New Mexico on Sunday expect this to be a, a super close game. And, and I don't, to be completely honest with you. I, I think this is just going to be a tough one for them. But as I said, they're 3-0 and on the road in, in conference play, and you know, albeit two of the, uh, you know, two of the the non you know top six venues um but uh i i think that you know they got to go steal one somewhere they they have a really tough schedule uh jeff i mean they're home to air force after this but then they're at colorado state at utah state next week back to back um and so i mean they got a chance to really lose you know three of these next four games and and then they have an easier stretch before new mexico comes in at the end of the season uh, in Boise, but this, this, this middle two and a half week stretch they're in right now is, is not good. And they got a chance to lose some games here. And so they're hoping to, I mean, they would never tell you this, but I think if they could pick off one of these three to kind of make up for the Utah state loss, they'd feel okay. I don't know if it's going to be Wednesday though. I think at Colorado state might be their best chance of the three. Um, but uh, it's going to be a tough one for them. Um, and they know that, and those guards and the, the two big guys too coming in doing what they're doing. It's going to be, Super challenging for Boise State, but you know they have traditionally played pretty well on the road and uh, in Mountain West play, and in particular uh, this year, three and zero in league play. Like I said, and and you know again, New Mexico fans don't want to hear this, and maybe now that you're in conference play, it doesn't matter as much. But they did really challenge themselves in the non-conference season, so this may yeah. not be quite as quite as daunting as a, of a road game as as some others, and that's why I you know was giving them the benefit of the doubt over a team that maybe didn't. They played at Clemson, they played St. Mary's, Washington State in the new in the non you know they played Butler, they played Virginia Tech, they played VCU. I mean they played a lot of games, and so um, these these road environments or just these good physical you know guard-led teams like this or teams that have great players, I don't think phases them maybe as much as it would. Now, is that going to mean they're going to keep the score within 10? I don't know, but I don't think they're well, going down to the pit thinking they have no chance to win. Well, I think, too, with the with the strength of schedule part, the, the Lobos sort of knew all along that they had to make their resume. They had to make their case and build their yeah. case in league play. They knew that was going to be it if they can get through non-conference without – you know, any hiccups and they did, um, you know, they, they did lose at St. Mary's without Jalen house. Um, but other than that, they, they won every other non-conference game. And you know what, and this may be an off season story, Jeff, like a media day type story, but like there's two ways to build a schedule the way Utah state and New Mexico did it. And it certainly paid off for them. Like I, I like, I'm not even down. I'm not even like using that as a negative towards New Mexico, like kudos to New Mexico. You, you, to, to help yourself in the metrics, when you play those teams, you have to beat them by 30 and 40 and New yeah. Mexico and Utah state and Nevada, even like they did that. Like, so yeah, kudos. Your value once, once league play starts, your value is your net, right? Like whatever yeah. you can make your net be, however you got there. And, and, that's and in that would- regard, I was going to say in that regard, New Mexico did what they were supposed to. Utah state did what they were supposed yes. to. And Boise State over challenged. I wouldn't say over challenged because they're they're probably they more could have just won one or two more of those. They would have. But the problem for Boise State is they they didn't get any credit for for playing that hard schedule. And they opened in the net like at yeah. 130. Yeah, and they started like really, and so they've been trying to fight an uphill battle ever since. And the other issue has been a couple of these games. The San Diego State game, they were up eight with a minute left and couldn't close that one. You know, couldn't keep the yeah. margin. They were up, you know, by 16 against Fresno and end up only winning that by four. So some of these games where the where the margin of victory, which I know technically margin of victory, it doesn't isn't in there, but you know your efficiency and all that stuff. Like the more you win by, it helps your uh, your rankings. Margin and, of victories helped the Lobos all year. So yes, I, I'm a, I, I know I, I it's got to be. 
couple of those boy- conference games here for Boise State, they had a chance to widen it and their numbers would look a little better and they were not able to to finish the game on, on the right. I mean, they won the game, but they didn't win the game by enough to make it matter. I mean, yeah. like I said, they were, up, they were up eight on San Diego State. If they could have win that by 10 or 12 or even eight, that'd be great. They only win by one and it because of a couple fluky threes and they didn't even change one spot in the net ranking when they beat San Diego State just because they were supposed to win by one and they did. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I'm not like, it's not a negative towards New Mexico. They they did a great job with their schedule. It's paid off for them. I, I you know, if you what can it, win well, the I'll game, say what New Mexico's schedule did is it, le- it left them no wiggle room, whereas a Boise State and a San Diego State do have a little bit of wiggle room in league play. Maybe. There's, there's no wiggle room for New Mexico to have a bad loss at this point. Eh, maybe. I mean, Boise State's already got six losses. I mean, they don't have much wiggle room. You're not going to take too many mid-major teams with 10 or 11 losses to get that into might the be true. Yeah. So they, sure. they, 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 you know, losing four non-conference games, regardless of who they played, isn't necessarily great when the Mountain West is as hard as it is. But I mean, the, the I mean, it's certainly helping Boise State that New Mexico did what they did because they get a quad one game now, and these teams get quad one games at pretty much every other game. So it, it's very interesting how the league decided to schedule. I don't know what you've been hearing, but I I, I think it's time to go to the, the 20 league games, though, because yeah. I think, uh, I mean, and again, Utah State fans, they're getting on me saying this is a excuse and homerism and all this, but like it is a – statistical fact that Utah State has an advantage this year by not having to go to Nevada. And so I, I, it is what it is. I get it. Um, somebody has to play somebody. I know the, that, you know, as evidenced by the TV games and as evidenced by the some of the officiating crews and as evidenced by some of this, it's obvious that the league and the TV partners did not expect uh, Utah State or Colorado State to, to be one of the top, you know, three or four teams in the league and Utah yeah. State in particular. And so they do not have to go to uh, Reno and they only have to play UNLV one time. Um, and so I, I think that uh, it, there's no way around it. The league title, first place, the number one seed could end up being decided because a team didn't have to go play the other team when they did. And so um, I get it. All the road venues are tough. I mean, Wyoming certainly doesn't look like an easy place to go play right now. But guess what? San Diego State, for the fourth time in eight years, doesn't have to go to Laramie. I mean, you yeah. think San Diego State would be feeling good about going to Laramie right now? No chance. So I, I, uh, I, I, the only way to make it fair, and when it's this close and it's just two games – Everybody should be playing everybody. True double round robin, and I, I, you know, I don't need to see Boise State playing two non Division one games, which like half the league did this year. San Diego State had to play two non D one games. Like that doesn't benefit anybody. The league is good enough now, and I know I'm rambling, but I, I think that needs to happen. It needs to happen soon. I, no, I agree with you. The, the twenty game schedule, it's it's time. Um, it's it just it is. It would actually help a lot of the teams in the league fill out that non conference with with maybe one decent draw at home where it's a league opponent as opposed to adding, you know, the Prairie View A&Ms of the world or whatever. Um, you said what Boise State's going to have to do uh, to, to come into the pit and win. I'm going to throw this at you. Uh, the Lobos playing the way they're playing right now are, are going to be a whole lot of teams if they can continue it. But but what they're playing and what their style of play is, and with Jalen House as the the head of the snake in particular with their defensive pressure, is foul trouble themselves. Now, this Lobo team has a lot of depth, but Jalen House in particular can get into foul trouble. He's averaging 4.7. Well, going into – I haven't looked at it today. Going into the Nevada game, he's averaging 4.7 fouls per 40 minutes. And the way he plays and the way he picks up technicals to add one kind of – non-necessary foul to his foul count sometimes when Jalen house gets in foul trouble, this Lobo team loses its energy big time. I think 
You can make the case that Donovan Dent has become the best player on this team, but there is no question in my mind who the most valuable player is, and that's it's shown on the court. Last year when he was out two games, they lost at Air Force and to Wyoming. Yeah. This year when he was missing, they didn't look right. Um, he, he gets in foul trouble at Colorado State. They go down. Like I think Jalen House, who who might be hated by 10 teams in this Mountain West Conference, and, and yeah. um, he is the most valuable player to okay. maybe in this league right now, but certainly to the Lobos. And uh, if he can stay out of foul trouble, they're they're a pretty good team. Hey, I'll, if, I'll just – oh, yeah, sorry, if go he, ahead. If he gets into the foul trouble because he's swatting a little bit too much, um, think, you know, the, the Lobos are gettable. They've, they've shown that. They can they can be got when Jalen House uh, can't stay out of foul trouble. And I will just say, like, th- those three guards, like, I don't think a lot of people thought that was going to work, like, around the conference. Like, how, how do they make – people here work? didn't. How do they all get their shots? How are they all happy? Like, kudos – like, major kudos to Richard Patino and his staff and those players, obviously, as well. But uh, to have three all-Mountain West caliber guards like that and to see the improvement that Dent has made – um has just been unbelievable and i mean i don't there may be some in the conversation just because of how many good veteran guards there are in the league this year but like that trio and how they're all scoring at the rate they are and all getting the shots and all seemingly you know publicly making it work uh it's been super impressive it really has yeah and i've been impressed covering them i do think um here's my uh you can accuse Accuse the Albuquerque Journal uh, writer of being a homer here, but I, I do think the Lobos A game is the best in the league. Um, I just I, I I haven't seen they haven't convinced me yet that they're consistent enough to always have that A game, but they've sure. had it for five games in a row. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, that's uh, all I wanted to see was them them have that A game a little more away from home. Yeah. Uh, because I you know and, and so I saw what happened to the, in the UNLV game and I forget where else, but um we you know. The, the, as you know, I mean, their schedule's pretty backloaded in terms of the tough road games. Like their last four road games are the top four, and I've yes. in, the, in the league, and I've been telling people like I I, I fully expected New Mexico. To, I think it was twenty one and three. I think I was when I I think New Mexico is going to get to twenty one and three and be nine and two in league before we really really find out what they can do away from home. But once right. you start winning that much, you get confidence. You, you you think you're good whether you are or not, and they are extremely good. But that's kind of what happened to Utah State too. I was just kind of waiting for them to come back down to earth, and it obviously isn't is now not going to happen probably. So no, you're uh, telling me uh, I'm the same way with Utah State. I've been waiting like, oh, good story. That's nice. That's a good story. Yeah, and that's and why then, I had them fifth. I want to see the next thing I know. Long. Yeah, they're next thing I know. I realize, wait, that's not just a good story. Like who who am I to sort of pat them on the head? Like oh, look how cute you guys are. No, they're yeah. they're pretty damn good, and I didn't realize it for a long time. Yeah, and that's why I admitted for them and New Mexico that I was, uh, you know, wrong. I guess, yes, I'm admitting it. I, it's hard for me to say, but I was wrong about, uh, you know, and and uh, like I said, a lot of that was just because the home court is so good in this league. It's just really hard for me to yeah. get a gauge on whether a team is a team actually this good or are they getting the, getting calls because they're at home and the crowd's going crazy and the other team's caving in. Like I, I just. I don't know when we've played three or four or five conference games, I think we'll have a better idea as, as the teams play each other twice. And again, this might upset some people, but like, I still think on a neutral court, I'd take Boise state over Utah state. Like right now, I think I still want Boise state wins that game seven or eight times out of 10. They had a couple of really bad turnovers. They missed a free throw with seven seconds left. And the guy came down and hit a shot and it went to overtime. Like, does that automatically mean Utah state is a much better team than Boise state? Like you can make a strong case. They're in sole possession in first place. They have a better record and they just won on their home floor. Like sure. But in terms of who is actually the better team and you put them in the mountain West tournament on a neutral floor, like, 
I'm not sure I wouldn't still take Boise State. And so I, I guess that's what makes it so hard to judge these teams when you're just basing it off of where they've played and who they've played in New Mexico. Again, I, this is not some slight in New Mexico. They've had a pretty favorable schedule uh, yeah. in league play in terms of playing all these teams at home and beating them pretty badly. I want to see when they go to the other venues like Viejas and like uh, Colorado, or I guess you know they went to Colorado, Utah yeah, State. That's one tough road place they've already played. Yes, so they got to go to Boise State still. Boise uh, think- State, Nevada, San Diego State, uh, Wyoming, and and Utah State. So those yeah. are their five road games left. And you would and say right now, Wyoming. maybe maybe yeah. some of the five uh, hardest places to go play right now. So yeah. um, again, that that's kind of my basis, I guess, to wrap this up in terms of just it's just so hard to. to but what someone does at home versus is that really how good they are? Or are they, were they just having a heck of a day in front of a sellout crowd? And when they go play on the road now, are they going to lose by this many? And like Utah yeah. state, I know they did beat UNLV, but like they were down double digits. Like they should have lost that game. And so that's why I had that kind of factoring in with them, seeing what they also did when they came to the pit. Um, uh, I, I just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a very good league, very competitive. Every game, another team is better. And, and I, I truly believe we're not going to, until that last game is played and all the data is in and we have everyone playing the home and homes and all that. And again, we don't even get that this year with Utah state and Nevada, which again, if that decides the title, if if, if Utah state wins yeah. this league by one game, now Utah state fans will go, Oh, it's just as hard to go to Wyoming or wherever. Like I get it. But it, when the data is not the same, uh, I don't think that's right. Um, and you can play the speculative game who would have won this or they would have won this anyway. Um, you don't think it's oh, benefited. Right. You don't think it's benefited San Diego State only four of the last eight years having to go to not go to Laramie. Like uh, I mean, there's just I mean it, it, it and that's nothing against away from San Diego State. They may have won two or three of those or all four of those games, but they may not have. We just don't know because they don't have to. They're not having to do it. And so this year, I certainly think it looks like nice nice opportunity for them that they're not going to have to go to to Laramie. So everybody can say that you know Boise State doesn't have to go to UNLV, and maybe that's looking good for Boise State that they're not having to go play at UNLV after they already lost to them at home. Uh, you know, Lair- Wyoming does not come to Boise. That's their other one game. Um, but I think the conference tournament on neutral courts, maybe we'll finally decide some of this, but, uh, I love the passion. I love the energy amongst the fans. It's all in good fun. At least I hope so for the most part, it certainly is on my side of it. And, you know, I get, we're, we're just like, you know, Jeff, we're just like, uh, you know, the players or the referees or whatever, like we may not, we may not have a rooting interest, but like I get fired up. I get excited to cover a game at the pit, to cover a game with a sellout crowd in Boise, like. That stuff's exciting for me, and I think if you're a basketball fan, like Wednesday is going to be an awesome game. I wish it was at seven, not eight thirty. Yeah, uh, as I've said like five times already this year for Boise State games, but um, it's going to be awesome going there. It's going to be awesome at the end of the year going to Viejas, going to Logan next weekend. Like I love going to these places. I love the passion of Mountain West fans, and like I said, I think it's a uh, an awesome league to cover, and I'm hoping they can get the five six teams in, and I hope every you know. Every team can can get to and do what they want to do, and that uh, the league is rewarded at the end of the year. I really do. I'll say this too: at all those places, you're going to be doing a pregame and you're going to be doing a postgame, and the fans don't just have to be from Boise to to follow along. A lot of your stuff is 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 available for everyone, not just the subscribers. A lot of your yeah. your I think the, all the YouTube stuff for for the most part. I think everything on YouTube, all is- the pre and postgame shows are free. We're yeah. live courtside pregame, live courtside postgame, and and uh, yeah, I would, I actually would love 
to get some opposing fans in there. Cause I think if you over time watch my shows and hear what I actually say and, and yeah. not just pick a pick and choose a couple tweets, you'll see that I'm very complimentary to other teams in the league. I, I am not some huge mega Boise state Homer. And as I said, ask Boise state fans, some of them get pissed at me for stuff. I say like, it is what it is, uh, but it's easy to pick and choose a couple tweets and it's all in good fun. I love the food in Albuquerque. I'm looking forward to getting down there. And if uh, I've had the snake on my show, I've, I've, I've written stories and talked about the relationship with, with Leon and snake. And uh, I, I, uh, I enjoy coming to Albuquerque. I really do. I'm closing it with this. Unlike BJ, I am more than happy to tell all of you viewers and listeners and fans across the Mountain West, I hate everybody. I just hate I hate everybody. Um, I am the New Mexico State Aggie that is covering the Lobos and um I uh no nah, I BJ I, I had never been to Boise, man, before I took this job. I did not go to Boise State. I went to Kansas. I'm a Midwest guy. I had never stepped foot in Idaho before my first day on the job. Uh, when I came out here in 2013. So I, I literally have, other than sure, is it better for business? Is it better for readership? As you know, like when the team's doing well, more people are care, more advertisers care. Like, yeah, I'm not going to deny that. But I, I really don't live and die on press row with every shot that goes up. And I really don't. I really don't care. I, I'm just there to cover the game. And sure, the coaches and players are in better moods if they win and all this. But I don't have one single piece of Boise State clothing in my closet. My wife and kids may, but I, I don't. I'm not a Boise State fan. I don't. It is what it is. And I, like I said, I have no ties. I didn't go to the school. Um, and I guess that makes it a little easier than if I went to another school in the league or something. As you know, yeah. as you deal with rivalry stuff there, you know, with the. Uh, New Mexico State, but uh, no, I uh, is it better for business when they win? Sure, uh, but is it is it something where I'm sitting there every game just on press row, living and dying with every shot, hoping they win? No, and like I said, I hope New Mexico fans and others maybe uh, will uh, will take a little deeper dive to see. Hopefully, that uh, I'm not the horrible homer everyone thinks I am. <laughs> BJ, I appreciate you for coming on. I do think um, it is worth noting for all those fans watching, all of us like. For the most part, I think we all in in this Mountain West media um, space get get along. There are some good journalists in this league. I I do believe that, not just because I'm a part of it, but I I think this league has some some really good uh, people trying to bring the coverage to to a whole lot of really um, good media markets or, or not big media markets or or necessarily good media markets, but good fan bases that deserve this kind of coverage. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And um, it's not happening everywhere uh, around this country anymore. You know, a lot of programs, uh, a lot of college basketball programs um, and football, obviously, too. And that's a different beast yeah. <laughs> in two markets, especially right. Two different ends of the spectrum in Boise and New Mexico for football. But with basketball, there's not a whole lot of places covering it like uh, a lot of the Mountain West markets are still covering it. So I, I do hope some fans show a little bit of appreciation for that. Um, that's me on a soapbox a little bit as a journalist, but yeah, um, I do agree with you, though. There, Everyone's good guys, and we've tried it a couple of times, haven't made it work to get the full media, but we've had – some of us have gone out at tournaments or nights before yeah. and had dinner together, and uh, you and I are hopefully going to get together for dinner uh, tomorrow night. I'm, yep. I'm not going to say the location so they don't poison my food or anything, but uh, – <laughs> You know, uh, no, I, I, that is, that is fun going to see when Mark comes to town, trying to have dinner with him or, or a drink, or just to, you know, say hello and yeah. catch up and seeing all these different beat writers, Kevin Lytle up there with Colorado state and a lot of different guys. Uh, I, I, it, that is a fun part of the job is getting to catch up with you guys and see everybody in the media room at the conference tournament and joking around and everything. And, and, uh, I, I still miss the days of uh, Dave Pil uh, Pilipovich uh, giving you crap in the back, you know, when you're eating your popcorn there at one of the 
you you had a question or interrupted your dinner or something i forget i forget what happened but uh all 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 it's all fun on social media but it really is all love you know behind the scenes and i do think we have a good all the all the media do have a pretty good uh pretty good relationship for sure bj rains thank you for coming on the podcast we will see you um i guess this week a big game They're, they all seem big in the mountain west but uh he will be on media row in the pit uh you, all don't you tell know- him that don't tell him that how <laughs> you Lobo fans make sure to tune in if you aren't in the pit already when he's doing his pregame show and uh thanks for coming on maybe we'll do something around tournament time too where we kind of do a round table of uh you're coming on my pregame show so they can come hear you it's just bronco nation news you can search on youtube it's youtube.com slash bronco nation news we'll be live about an hour before tip off as we are for every game i'll have the radio guy on as i said if you want to get the boise state perspective and then jeff you're nice enough that you're going to join me as well to talk about the Lobos. So even if they don't want to hear me, maybe they'll come on youtube.com slash Bronco Nation News to hear you. BJ Reigns, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. All right. Well, hope you enjoyed that conversation with BJ Reigns. Greatly appreciated um, that he would come on uh, the Talking Grammar podcast and and kind of address a lot of the criticism he's been getting from from a lot of Lobo fans. Um, it is criticism I've gotten through the years. I I do think it's worth noting that for the better part of the past decade, while he and I have both been in this league, Boise State's been much better in general than the Lobos. So when people see him cover his team and they're covering it, he's covering it in the context of they're in the NCAA tournament conversation um, or they're just having more success, they see that coverage as him being more of a homer, um, whereas I've been criticized often uh, over the past decade as being overly critical of a Lobo program when they coincidentally happen to be having their worst decade in the modern era since the pit's been open. This is the longest postseason drought they've had. They are 10 years between NCAA tournaments. They had some pretty bad seasons. They they fired a coach in Craig Neal. They fired a coach in Paul Weir. They had some rough go of it, and uh, maybe sometimes the success or failures or success or struggles, rather, of the team uh, cloud people's opinion of the reporter. I, I honestly believe, not just because I'm one of the journalists in this league, I think the Mountain West Conference has some fantastic, top-notch coverage of most of the teams in this conference, despite it not being um, at a level maybe that the national reporters are are paying that much attention to. Uh, not a whole lot of two, three newspaper towns in this in this um, conference anymore. Not a not a lot of big, huge, major media markets anymore in this in this conference. And yet, I think the coverage of men's basketball, in particular, in this league, in this conference, um, is very good. There are some high quality journalists, so I'm lucky to be a part of that kind of uh, that group, I guess, of the, of the journalists in this conference. Again, thanks to BJ Rains. For coming on the show, uh, I do hope Lobo and Boise State fans enjoy Wednesday night's game. It should be a good one in the pit. Last year's was phenomenal. The uh, the one of the loudest games I, I can remember being at was was last year's game with Boise State. Again, thanks for watching this episode or listening to this episode of the Talking Grammar podcast. And until next time, talk to you later. <laughs>